This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, and with me, Cam Russell, and today we have the returns of... We have the return of... He's a writer, he's an actor, he's a director. He is Na'am Murad. Hey, um, always a pleasure to be back, Cam. Thank uh, you. Great to have you here. And also back in Malaysia land, uh, he is a producer here out on the morning run. He is Mikey Gong. Great to see you physically in the flesh, Cam. I know. Really. I Good to see you that. again. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea that you actually existed as a 3D. <laughs> it was an AI producer. <laughs> and a lot taller in real life, right? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so our three topics today are, topic number one is the revenge trope in movies. Topic number two is transhumanism. And finally, topic number three will be superhero movies are running out of steam. They've had finally. Their, finally <laughs> had their day. Endgame. Um, so uh, I want to start with topic number one, uh, the revenge trope so so many hollywood movies use revenge as the the central plot motor uh john wick for instance i, I think in the beginning four of that. movies and just one one transgression and it's lasted four movies yeah, yeah. and if it's not the desire for revenge 99 percent of the time in a male character as opposed to a female there's also um a promising woman that's a, a revenge trope. Mm. And if not, then at the end of the movie, the villain, secret villain will be exposed. And the reason why he did it all along was because he wanted revenge. Mm. Now, I usually avoid revenge movies because it's just, it's just so easy. Uh, and nothing really ever happens in the film. I mean, John Wick is just an hour and a half of just bash, bash, bash. And it's the same message at the end, right? Vengeance does not make you feel better. You become exactly like them, blah, blah, blah. But somehow you make sequel after sequel. Sequel after sequel. The, the heroes never learn, though. Yeah. And never satisfied. That's why you're going to make a next yeah. sequel. But I'm, I'm wondering if... Um, I mean, I, I, haven't, I do not know the whole world of Indian cinema, say. But I have been watching a lot of South Korean movies. And revenge trope is... I guess it's there, but it's not as common as it is in American mm -hmm. movies. I'm wondering if revenge is actually an American thing. Like, for instance, movies about snipers, mm. uh, very American. Uh, Russians have movies about snipers, but they're all set in the Second World War. Right. But then again, all Russian movies are set in the Second World War. <laughs> this is the last good war for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and and uh, so also another thing is that actual real revenge in actual real human beings, I, I, I think... I don't think you can sustain the desire for revenge for that long, mm. but it works for 90 minutes. Mm. I think you can actually feel a sense of indignation. It's like, I want to kill them all mm. for 90 minutes. And then you calm down because you realize, actually, you have no power in this world. <laughs> it's only possible if you're a superhuman being who can dodge bullets. Otherwise, <laughs> revenge is pretty dangerous, I would say. But you know, Cameron, uh, you said it's a, a very American thing. I think it's tied with the American need for justice and closure. The fact that you can neatly exact your revenge in 90 minutes and not have it come back to bite you in the proverbial mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, is a bit of a fallacy, isn't it, in real life? Because I guess yeah. the actual John Wick 2 would be him being caught by the police and then put on trial. 
and being put away for, yeah, for, for 50 that. years. Or somebody just shoots straight for once and kills him. But um, <laughs> it's like um, the, 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 a lot of action films in the 70s, which I, I think we're all fans of yeah. 70s thrillers and stuff like that. It wasn't really about, it was more about obsession, you know, like for example, uh, French Connection, like his obsession to, to, to get his job done, to, mm. to do this and do that. I think it started with the whole Rambo era, right? And I think it was That's like true. America's, mm. America's a way of, uh, it became a way America to avenge all their losses. Yes. It was either Vietnam or uh, the, the, the hatred for the Russian. I mean, the mm. whole Rambo mm. films actually yeah. kind of maps it out for you. Exactly. You know, yeah. you know like, let's just get back at the Vietnamese for beating us. Let's get back at the <laughs> Russians. You know, like, yeah. Of course, the message behind it is something else, but, you know, it's so thinly veiled. It's basically but, yeah. avenging but America's mean, losses. Yeah, yeah well, well, absolutely. I mean, if if um, um, Iranians had not taken the US embassy under siege. Mm. Uh, I think the history of the Middle East would be very, very different. <laughs> but I want to, you know, you mentioned the word justice. I mean, justice is, in a way, certainly in the movies, is revenge done by the state. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fair char- revenge, right? Well, fair revenge, but also characters say, I just, I want to bring him to justice. Yeah. That would be because they know full well, 100%, that if they get into the court of law, they'll, they'll, their case will win and the bad guy will lose. Yep. Whereas revenge is when... It, you can't get justice. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, yeah you can't appeal or, to the institutions. Conventional, conventional justice or, or yeah. law mm. fails, right? Which is, which is vigilantism. Yeah. And, and is also the, the, the premise, one of the sort of like moral arguments for gangsters. It's like, yeah, well, we can't take it to, to the courts. You know, we have to protect people who otherwise cannot be... Protected by the state. So, how would you see the um, the older Clint Eastwood movies like <coughs> Hang 'Em High? Uh, is that vigilantism, um, the revenge trope, or, or is that a desire for justice? Oh, that, that's the West, right? The the the, the whole excuse is the Wild West didn't mm. re- had its own brand of justice, had its own. It was more about survival than actually waiting for the law to actually work when you're in the middle of nowhere and. and you know, it's like two a sheriff and two deputies versus, you know, um, mm-hmm. sixty bandits or whatever it was, and wild bunch and everything. Mm. But I think Killers of the Flower Moon would be very interesting. You guys should, should watch that. The Scorsese, yeah, the new mm, Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read the book; it's fantastic. Yeah, together in the movies that we've seen, non-Hollywood movies. Uh, does revenge come up in? I mean, I'm thinking like French movies oh, that I've watched. I in every martial art movie you can think yeah, of, Hong Kong, yeah, in Hong Kong, Perfected Chinese, it, whatever. Yeah. You know, you killed my master, and now I've got to take revenge right. for my school and my master and yeah. his his dog who got killed too. Right. Every Bruce Lee movie, every Bruce Lee movie, yeah, every Jack, everything is about revenge in a martial arts movie. Yeah. You mm. offended my family and you offended <laughs> the Shaolin Temple. And my honour. And he was just offended. There's a lot of offence being given. <laughs> okay, so it's not just an American thing. No. 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 Uh, but, all right, okay, but then can you sustain in real life a desire for revenge that would last years? Because, I mean, I don't know, John Wick is takes place over the course of what 48 hours but but many many 48 hours over years and uh, the Shaolin movies would be like there could be years do you think that humans can actually is revenge really a, a lifeline is it a real thing or is it Scooby-Doo I mean you know an obsession that I, I think revenge um collectively like an entire mm. race an entire system yeah you know, like the Tatars versus the Cossacks or whatever. Mm. That, that can happen. But individuals, I don't think so. No. It becomes generational, doesn't yes. it? I mean, there's 
So it, it ethnic be, groups like for generations. Well, you're in Russia, Ukraine now. Yeah. 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 On an individual basis? No, I don't think so because the desire for revenge gets weaker and weaker with successive generations. I mean, um, are you picking up the cudgel for your great grand something your great grandfather got offended at, Cam? Yeah. I don't think you can. And eventually, it'll <laughs> bounce off. Like for example, the McCoys and the McHatties, yeah, or whatever, uh, the, right? the, the McCoys yeah. and the hat, yeah, the Hatfields or something. The Hatfields, yeah. yeah. They, they, in the end, it was like so many of them died. It was just <clears> ridiculous <throat> to keep keep going. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't reality where where you know it's all noble and exciting. It's like oh well. There goes another member of the family, you know. No, yeah. we can't even feed the chickens or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know? and I think that's the uh, the general conclusion of intergenerational revenge. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Yeah. Yeah, but I think also because if you do really start trying to do that revenge thing, you you unless you're insane, you will come face to face with the knowledge of your own powerlessness because you can't do anything. Mm. Yeah. You actually, we all of us, we really can't do it. <laughs> I think the idea of revenge <clears throat> is that it actually. Um, Infuses, uh, you know, and if you with more power than what you actually have in real mm. life, in real life, you're actually pretty powerless. Mm. So Especially think, when it comes to violent revenge. Exactly, right? yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I had a friend who was somebody stole her parking space, so she glued his cock, his <laughs> keyholes. That kind of revenge, yeah, it does happen if you're, if you're angry enough. But it's control fantasy. Violent revenge is like, uh, yeah. it is, I think most people won't have the. You try to go for, yeah. you try to, to get some kind of legal help, as you say, justice, but, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I, as a rule, generally, when I'm going through Netflix or whatever and I'm trying to choose something to watch, if, if I feel like it's a revenge thing, I just, I just don't bother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my wife watched Beef. I didn't watch it. Beef, the, the yeah. Netflix TV series, which is all about revenge, yeah. sustained revenge. She really, really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. but, but I, Have you guys, what do you guys think of Gangs of New York? No. No, you don't, you don't really like it very much, right? No. I mean, I thought no. it was a beautifully made film and it had, yeah. had moments, but when you dissect it, it's actually exactly the same as any, you were saying it, uh, Hong Kong 80s yes. um, action revenge, revenge thriller, yeah. except for with people with funny hats and, you know. Uh, Irish people. Irish accents. Uh, Irish, yeah. <laughs> Irish, offended Irish people. Irish versus um, uh, you know, people of English. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Every trope of a, of a kung fu movie, revenge movie, is there except for it's just dressed up in Scorsese mm, without the flying S. kicks. Yeah, without yeah. the flying kicks. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll wrap that one up there. Um, I just was, I don't, I'm not a revengeful person. I don't think. But if either of you two ever cross me, I I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> you, anyway. you glue our car yeah, exactly. our locks shut. Yeah, you know. and then I would I, I would glue myself to the car. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we move on. Topic number two, yeah. uh, Mikey, transhumanism. Yeah. Okay. Talking about uh, intergenerational, how would you like to live forever, Cam? Does that thought appeal to you or to you now? Because that's what transhumanism, which is basically the enhancement of the human race through whatever means possible, usually through technology or otherwise, is kind of pushing that line that we don't have to actually and and be limited to this current body. We can actually enhance ourselves. So the ultimate aim of of, uh, transhumanism is basically singularity. The fact that we, if we can download our thoughts, our memories, everything into a chip or the cloud, we can actually um, continue living in the, as thought, as thought, not, or in not the, physically. Or you get a new body, or you get a new body, the body of an android. The question I want to ask you is: Would you like that? And also, is it morally right? Because 
you can't imagine everyone being able to afford this, can you? And so you kind of know where this is leading to. There's only going to be certain people right. who can afford this right. if it was possible. Everybody else lives a normal life and we become slave labor, basically. Uh, for the, what, not even 1%, maybe, yes. you can afford to yeah. just live forever and forever control the world. And that's also you a know? question of uh, who owns you. If, um, if, you're, if you, who, uh, whatever that means, is downloaded into the body of an Android and the Android is a property of a corporation, technically they own you. But also, how safe is it? You know, like one yeah. EMP blast and you're gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you, two, you two have obviously thought about this. I mean, like, we just he, science fiction geeks. Yeah, yeah obviously, because yeah. he just asked me a question like, like, "Do you want to live forever as a machine?" It's like, I hadn't thought about it. Now, now I've got to make a choice. Yeah, yeah well, the yes. moment he started, I was going like living forever. Mm-hmm. If I could, at first, it was like if I could go back to being thirty again, or maybe even stronger and, and healthier. But when you say as a as a super being, yeah, sure, why not give it a shot? But what kind of world will it be in in fifty years? What can I do really? I mean, like like if if Chat GPT is yeah. at that point writing everything, they don't need creative people. Why would I want to be around? That's no matter good, how healthy I am. Actually, that's a good point. Now, yeah. I mean, it's talking about the quality and the meaning of life rather than the mere existence of it. Yeah. Well, I think a really important part of life is knowing that you're going to die. Mm. I think the whole of human history would be very different if everybody knew that they were going to live forever. We would make very different choices. True. Um, um, our yeah. movies would be very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, absolutely. There'd be no um, you'd lose jeopardy. That, There'd yeah, be you'd no also jeopardy. lose that sense of empathy because you feel like... Yes. You know, everybody's immortal. We live forever. I'm immortal. I'm, I'm superior. Well, well, hang on a second. But the, his, uh, Mikey's thing is though that I mean, if you get if if uh, a grand piano lands on your head, you're still going to die. Yes. Right. And if but it, then you're, you're you're saved somewhere. Assuming well, but then you can come back again. You can. I mean, theoretically, and it's all theory, of course. I mean, you're going for the for the ultimate um, mm. um, uh, example of mm. this, right? Total science fiction. Yeah. Um, theoretical mm. physics kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. Right? I yeah. Well, let's put it to Nah. He, he thought about it. You're yeah. a science fiction well, geek, so well, therefore... Well, not really. I mean, I just find it all a bit far-fetched. Though I do, I do know that, that, that we become uh, physically stronger people in, in, a, in a sense. I mean, for example, I have low-grade diabetes now. My grandfather, when before I was born, diabetes was a death sentence mm-hmm. for, for, for that, mm-hmm. that time. So in a sense, we haven't... Uh, what do you call it? Transhuman regression. <laughs> Transhumanism. Know, they're like yeah. they're becoming something better. That's right. Is it is not exactly that, but even the way we live and our medicines and all that is making making us actually live longer and become mm. stronger, which is something yeah. every, everybody mm. knows and about that. Actually, actually, yes, Mikey. I mean, if we if if people from uh, just a couple of hundred years ago could our forebears could meet us now, they would say we are superhuman and we we were bigger. Right? I mean, the whole thing when you watch a movie mm. where all the Vikings are. Six foot eight. That is a fallacy. When they looked at bodies of Vikings of that era, they were five seven, five. <laughs> we are taller than them. Yeah, you know. Mm, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, they weren't. Like, they say that even the emperor of China did not have the kind of um, sanitary uh, health that even a working class person today in, in, a, in a decent city yeah. has. Yeah, like Hen- uh, King Henry VIII of England, who's famous, uh, famously fat and famously ate all the time and everything. I think that, you know, a trip to McDonald's would beat one of his, uh, one of his banquets. Um, so, but, but Mikey, we are, def- I mean, in a way, we are transhuman already, aren't we? Right. Uh, we, so we, we're, not, we're not even aware of our no, privileges. But, no, we would, would we be aware of our privileges if we had that microchip okay. thing? 
but there's a limit to what I call human, uh, and it depends on whether they actually believe there's a limit to and to Homo sapiens to our evolutionary cycle at this point in time. Sure, we can chemically enhance uh, or through pharmaceuticals and and, and drugs, but choosing genes, right? choosing, I mean, gene, yeah, gene so, manipulation. So the next step is gene manipulation. Maybe um, inserting. A microchip in your head. Radioactive spiders. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and gamma, then you get the, the gamma, powers, yeah, gamma rays. You get the powers of a spider, then, wouldn't you? I can see yeah, you all leading yeah, up to yeah. now. <laughs> to never have to, you make your own furniture. Yeah. <laughs> but, where, but where were you going? Where were you going with that, yeah. Mikey? You saying? Uh, I'm saying. No, I like to go deep and ask. Um, okay, on a personal level, would it? Would you sign up for it? And assuming it could be done. And secondly. Do you think it's morally ethical to do that? I mean, if everybody did that, then well, you know. So, but yeah, well, well, they can't. By the way, yeah, yeah, because I mean, we'd all uh, we could still have children as well. Mm. So we'd just be like multiplying. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seven billion people. Yeah. If you want to do it, the, the the best case scenario where everybody gets it. Also, it's impossible to even mm. imagine that happening. You can even it's even impossible to imagine corporations who own this technology wanting to give it to everybody. Exactly. They wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and also, I just had my Google Plus uh, account closed down because I hadn't paid for it, and they've they've sent me email after me, and finally they said, you know, it's over. So no. I would, I oh, could have this exoskeleton. It's okay, I'll, I'll get through it. Um, so I could have this exoskeleton and whatnot. If I don't pay, like nowadays you have to do with Microsoft Word, <laughs> yeah, exactly. by yeah, the way. Yeah. If I don't pay, they could just switch me off. We're going to switch off your, your heat vision, sorry. You know. No, but only, well, I mean, heat vision, just, just switch me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's, yeah. that's the point there. But if you want to be, wanted me to be cynical, the same would happen here. If you don't pay your medical bills, well, you know, you get certain, probably get less than stellar medical care. Mm. In, in terms, mm. uh, you know, I think I would go and seek revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being enhanced or feeling better. But yeah. forever, I don't know. Really? I would like. I would like to live the remainder of my years um, as uh, I don't know cognizant of the world mm. and mentally and physically as strong as possible. But that's it. I don't think I want to live forever, especially because I don't know where this world is going. It might not be a world. Worth living. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, yeah. you just signed up yeah. for like, you know, Google plus plus plus, and then something nuclear war like, happens the next like, day. What? I mean, so, <laughs> so the tagline is what physical perfection in an imperfect world. Uh, that's an interesting sort of like uh, dichotomy, right? You're assuming that it will be perfect by then too, um, whatever that means. Yeah, no, but I mean, you could also get situations be like Freaky Friday type things where <laughs> I mean, you know, you change place with grandma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if things, yeah, yeah, things go wrong. Yeah. But also, there's also that whole thing where. You know, like with, with, I mean, we're all science, well, up to a point, we're all science fiction aficionados. And mm. with any new technology, even in real life, um, it's always 50% beneficial and it's always 50% something goes wrong. There's always yeah. something that's not so good about it. Plastics, for example. Well, that, that's, <laughs> in, that's in the movies, though. I mean, like, you know. But in real life, I, like plastics or. What do you mean that's in the movies? No, because, you know, life. antibiotics are good. Mm, uh, okay. I mean, vaccines, unless you're a bit crazy <laughs> vaccines are good you know they 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 actually push life forwards and mm. they don't do don't True, yeah. okay um well, we have to we have to move on but then let's just answer mikey's questions do you want to live forever mikey you answer your own question at this point in time um not really but if you ask me in 20 years time when my and my knees are failing and my hey, my knees are already failing anyway, yeah 20 years I, time I, you're optimistic <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Not forever. No. Not forever. How about I, you, I, Cam? I don't know. I just don't really want to. I don't want to answer, answer that question. I don't know. Uh, You'll have to answer it one day. Uh, oh, okay, okay. I just okay. want to be able to to take out my to be strong enough and to be to be capable enough to 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 take my revenge out on anybody who crosses me. <laughs> yeah, you know, anybody who crosses me, you know. Like. I I would be happy with being able to sit in a chair without going. Oof. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or to get up after sitting for a long yeah. time and not hear half of your body pop in like different crack, crack, tones crack. And, yeah. yeah okay alright we're going to move on though and in a moment we're going to come back with um, I forgot what you're talking about superhero films oh, the yes. superhero fatigue is finally here superhero fatigue superheroes taking revenge yeah no, no. <laughs> uh, here on here on uh, yeah. Bit of Culture BFM 89.9 and we're back with myself and Mikey Gong and Amura no not Amura oh mine okay yeah. I thought I could sit this one out sneakily, just, <laughs> no, 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 no. just agree with everything you say. Su- okay, superhero Super- films, is, um, f- superhero fatigue. It's not anything new. People have been talking about it. When is it going to... You haven't had a volume of, 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 of uh, a genre being so prevalent. I don't mm. think ever. I mean, yep. there was a time when maybe in the 50s in Hollywood, like, there were a lot of westerns or something, yeah. but even then, I, I don't think it was as, as, as you know, crazy as it is now, as, as superhero films are now. So they're finally here. Uh, and the, the, the whole superhero fatigue thing is finally here. Last year and this year, I think four movies broke the billion-dollar thing. And previously, you would say, like, yeah, it must have been something from MCU or Fox Marvel or, or DC. But no, the four movies were... Avatar 2, mm-hmm. pretty obvious, it made gazillions. Maverick 2, mm. um, Jurassic Park, don't know what, Jurassic World 3, yep. and recently the, the, the Mario Brothers films. Mm. Okay, um, when you look at those films, it doesn't mean that, you know, like, like uh, family dramas are taking over. You're not back to the 70s where something like The Godfather, Godfather yeah. or One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest or yeah. The Sting could become the biggest, amongst the biggest box. So it's still... It's still highly CGI'd entertainment, mm. silly stuff. But yeah, the superhero films are beginning to fail. None of them. But, but did any come out during that time? Yes, I don't remember yeah, hearing. Quite a few, quite there a few. There was uh, Ant, uh, the new Ant-Man. Ant-Man and, yeah. and, and, and you, you count DC too. There mm. were quite a few. And, and none Black, of them Black Adam. broke the mm. million, Black Adam. None of them broke the, the billion mark where in the old days, at least with the MCU, that, that's the main Marvel thing, mm. excluding the, 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 some of the spider stories like Into the Spider-Verse and stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, every other movie would break a billion and some DC movies would break a billion uh, and almost nobody else did at that time almost nobody else did and um, now they are not doing so well but when you look at the recent things like Black Adam mm. like Ant-Man Quantumania mm. they're doing decent numbers mm. but these are numbers that were decent way back in the, uh, from the 2000s onward when there was a mm. renaissance um, those numbers would have been great but mm. the, the thing is the superhero movies now cost between two to four times more mm. than they did back then, so but did, you're not getting that kind of audience anymore. But well, well, let's crack open the champagne, yeah. producer Hanif. Let's do it. But the yeah, um, yeah. but can I ask? Uh, did you either of you watch Black Adam? Or I did, I did I, because my my I don't really want to. Some of these movies just sound too silly to me. But my my godson is eleven and he watches every superhero movie. I, will, I even had to go and watch the Mario Brothers movies. With him. Oh, well, what did he think? More important. He forget, liked it. Forget he, what you he, he's, he's not very fussy. Um, it's almost disposable, even for mm. the young. It's almost like I could ask him two weeks from now, did you watch it again? He said, no, it was fine. 
I liked it. It was fine, but he wouldn't want to watch it again. It's very disposable entertainment oh, for, for, for young the, people, for the <laughs> youngsters. Yeah, no, I don't know. but hang on, no, I um, I think the the boys, which is a superhero mm. and, or T- you know, TV, though. T- TV, yeah, very TV. different though. Really? Yeah, I mean, because the boys is basically R-rated. And and it it really does not fit into that mainstream. If they were they were to release it as a film, I don't think it would make that much money because you could, you don't have that PG thirteen thing, mm. which is another thing where um, all these superhero movies and even all the special effects movies have to toe this line of being um, not too controversial, not too child oriented, or else they will not make as much money as they mm. as they could. If you make it too child oriented then you lose the adult fans who are huge and it's the adult fans who go and watch films um, these these special effects films four or five times and, and that's the thing that's beginning to happen too with the MCU particularly and even DC mm. the fans are still there they're still watching the movies but they no longer go and watch the films five or six times they watch it twice and they're like that's kind of fun but there's no um, I mean I, we could go on all day with theories about this but but in order to, to let you guys have your say, I'll just say that what I think is going on is it's just getting too complex. Um, for one thing, the MCU in the beginning was very simple. They had five or six heroes, which, which everybody mm. was like rooting for. Hey, there's Captain America and Iron Man and Thor mm. and blah, blah. And they had this villain and everything was building up to this really, really cool um, uh, the Avengers, and then that moved on. It still wasn't mm. that complicated. And it moved on to to another genome, which was the, the, the end game and all that, yeah. which was which, amazing fun. You had all the characters together. Now it's just become a little bit complicated. You're like the main villain is this guy called Kang, who already in just two movies, you've seen two iterations of him. You're told there's a, a million of him, and there's multiverses, and there's a cosmic thing, and there's this and the so other. So what movie is that? Oh, that's it. Which I, I can't even th- remember which movie you were introduced in. He was introduced on a my, TV my, show called Loki, and then, oh, so it right, becomes okay. literally like um, learning chemistry. Yeah. You know, in order for you to know what 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 well, hydrogen does, you have to know what oxygen well, does, or whatever. I, Mikey, I, I, do you have? Yeah, I, I think I know what I, I. I think I know what what happened. I think they've all mined the top tier characters. Right, and they've gone to the second day, and that's the third thing. I'm a comic book geek. Right? Well, so, they haven't really. You know, like X Men haven't come back. It's been wait, a bit between. No, no, but they've done X Men already multiple oh, right, times. Okay, you know, uh, Young X Men, whatever that when that was. New Mutants, uh, yeah, yeah, New uh, New Mutants. Um, <laughs> and they, they've gone back in time. They've gone forward in time. They've done everything with the X Men. Two versions so, of Fantastic two, Four. Two, two yeah. versions of Fantastic Four. The Avengers. Um, who's left? Mm. Ghost Rider. Yeah, I, th- I think also. <laughs> I think also they yeah. they've mined the top tier of actors as well. Ah, oh, that's an interesting theory. And and they none of these actors are getting any younger. Mm. And so uh, Wolverine, for instance, who I don't think Wolverine was ever. Really he's got one more in. Well, he's doing yeah. one more. But, that, but it has to be Hugh Jackman. Can they can they find a way to hand it over like James like they do with James Bond yeah, yeah. to another? Well, they did actor. that. They did that. Hugh Jackman's no, like they, sixty now. Yeah, but they did that with the Hulk. They went from um, yeah, not through choice. He became a, a legend. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but also not through choice. I mean, you know, they they thought. They, were, they had a winner, it failed, yeah. win, failed. Yeah. Yeah. Mark has, has a following now. If they yes. were to do that with Mark Ruffalo now, it would be a major controversy. True. But Hugh Jackman is basically Wolverine. Nobody has seen any other Wolverine. Yeah, and, mm. and, but none of them are getting any younger. Yeah. And they look yeah. like old men now. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. He, he looks his age. 
Yeah. What um, would they haven't they haven't succeeded in creating a new generation which is just as engaging as that. No, but generation. they've used up all the characters and all the good actors who who are good actors say 20 20 years ago when they all began. Um you you have to have a a new actor take over Iron Man. Yeah. So what Iron, they what they man. should what they should do is tread water for a bit with a bit of TV stuff and uh, some of some of these um I don't really know comic strip things. What do you call Silver Surfer or whatever? You know the, the, the lesser known ones, mm. and then bring back Iron Man with a new actor in about ten years' time. Well, that, that, that's one of the things that they, they are doing, but mm. they're doing that at the same time as still trying to build this yep. this larger thing. Like for example, the new characters are interesting, but. Back in the day when it was just a couple of movies a year, everybody could get... Most people didn't know who the hell Iron Man... Can I say hell? I suppose so. Um, the, uh, Iron Man was. Hellboy, so, you can say Hellboy. Oh, Hellboy, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> Daredevil. <laughs> But anyway, um, uh, you know all these characters, you got to know them. Now there's just so many interesting characters, but it's just very difficult for people to to to, to get any kind of... Um, uh, to feel invested in, let's say, Moon Knight mm. or, or She-Hulk or any of those characters that came out. And, and the new Captain America, for example. It's just you need to watch too many mm. to feel that that you've... Um, invested in you've the invested, universe. Or, or they, they well, become part absolutely. of the zeitgeist. Can, look, can I ask then, because you're both comic book geeks um, mm. and science fiction geeks. And I, the way he says geeks. I, I, I know. So I, did say, yeah. I didn't deny it. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Aficionados. Thank you. <laughs> Is that better? Um, uh, did you enjoy, I mean, we're, say, we're, now, we're now saying that they've been and gone, okay? Let's just, let's, yeah. let's, this is their obituary. Were they any good? All those superhero, I mean, there were like a hundred of them. The movies or the comic yeah, the, books? Yeah, the, the actual movies, because you grew up with the comic books. Mm. Did you actually really enjoy, actually enjoy those movies? For for most part of it, yes, I, I did. I, can you distinguish what, can you give, can you think of a scene and then and then remember the title of the movie? Um, Often not. Iron Man's Death and Endgame. I, I, w- I would say for me, it was like, like the, the odd movie. It was nice to just watch. It was like reading yeah. the comics. Right? It felt almost that kind of disposable, like I said, with, with my godson. Like you enjoyed a few movies and there'll be one that you really mm. liked that was done really well. Like for example, Winter Soldier for me and, and a few others, right? But um, I find that the interesting thing now is the ones that impress me are the ones who are not trying to build on the franchise. Yeah. And DC, their mistake was they had all the new characters. They had characters which people kind of remember, like Batman and all that. But but you know they still they have so many more. But they were rushing to try to do exactly the mm. same thing that the MCU was going. To, that's like to build this complex world. Um, when there were there were just too many things happening for yeah. that to actually hook on. Whereas. Um, DC recently I rewatched The Batman which mm-hmm. is like the 20 millionth Batman film and when I first saw it I thought oh yeah another one but I watched it again it's a really good film because it breaks away from the formula it actually does not have all that much action it's more of a detective story it's a very good so which one was that one? the one with Robert Pattinson Oh, the most recent. Yeah, yeah, beautifully yeah. shot. Right. Same cinematographer as the guy who did Dune and everything. So it, it really had a, it really wanted to be its own thing. It didn't have to say, okay, now it has to somehow fit in with 
Superman and, 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 and Justice League or, or anything and I have to make it feel a certain way. It has to have Zack Snyder, well, that's another story for another day, mm. Zack Snyder feel or do, do I have the Wonder Woman feel or whatever? No, it's just like we want to do our own thing. Right, and right. those are the ones which are working are not trying to build a franchise. And that's the way it was when we were kids, Cam. It was like, for example, there was no formula. Superman, yeah. the movie, had to create its own formula. The Batman films from Tim Burton had to create their own formula. And when the 2000s came, all those movies like X-Men had to thread their own path. What do we do? Yeah. And they, they, they either did well or they didn't. It wasn't well, like there's a formula you have to yeah, follow yeah, yeah. now. I don't know. No. I mean, I was, I, when I was a kid, I was watching True First, La Nuit Americaine. So I, I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, uh, Was it porn? What is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Day for night. You watch day for night. Yeah. Yeah. American. Uh, so, uh, okay, we're going to move on. But quickly, uh, you're, you're, you're uh, Mikey, aficionado. I yes. got it right. Said it right. Uh, any of them stand out? Like, like, yeah, that's a really hell of a good film. The Avengers. Uh, all the Avengers. That, that's the whole Avengers. series. Though. The whole series. Really? They were um, all like hit, hit, hit. I wouldn't say all hit, hit. The last one was a hit. The first one was a hit for me. I can't remember the second one. Yeah. Well, the yeah. second one wasn't yeah. that great. Yeah. Infinity War and Endgame were yep. very good. Oh, it was the audacity of those films. I, I get what, yes. what they were trying to pull off. Okay. I still like before, the, before these two just go on and on about comic books. I still uh, like movies. the Chris well, movies. Aficionado. Well, sorry to say. <laughs> uh, 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 let's fade them down, honey. Blah, 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 blah. So anyway. Man, no uh, okay. So they're gone, finally. Yeah, they're and, going, yeah. I don't think they'll be gone. For, no, for they, won't, they won't be gone. They won't be gone. So uh, we move on, though, to the final part of the show, recommendations, where we recommend something that might be of interest. And I'm going to go first. I, I wanted to uh, recommend a film which I thought kind of like did the revenge trope, but a little bit differently. And uh, the first thing that came to my mind, brand new movie, came out in 1955, called, <laughs> 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 called The Searchers. You know the searches, oh, don't you? Yes. yes. Yeah. With John Wayne. John Wayne. Yes. John Wayne. Beautiful film. It's a Western. Yep. And uh, shot in uh, Monument, Monument Valley. Monument yeah. Valley. That's mm. gorgeous. And, you know, it, it, it's of its time, but at the same time, it was actually kind of ahead of its time yeah. in terms of its uh, social the politics. The theme, too, right? Yeah. I mean, the darkness underlying the story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I, I think Revenge, <clears throat> Revenge was there. I mean, it's a search, but... John Wayne's character is kind of driven by hate and mm. a desire for revenge. He, he was is, a bigot in a way. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't shy away from having, oh, he's a bigot. Yeah. Because his partner in this, uh, who he hates, um, is driv- driven by love, really. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really stunning film. Um, it is. It's beautifully shot. And, yeah. and it, 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 actually, it actually, without showing as much... Which, which is what I liked about the Unforgiven, which didn't have to be super violent or super yeah. to, to, to imply many things. Is that bit when they were talking about one of the people who were taken had been, they never used the R word, right? Mm. And then he was, um, somebody's going, what happened to her? And he goes like, well, they took her and then, do you want me to paint a picture? That's a really <laughs> bad John Wayne impersonation. But just that line, do you want me to paint a picture? Yeah. It, 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 it says to the audience like, well, you know what happens. We're not going to... Talk about yeah, it, but yeah. let your imagination bring and, you and, to and the in depths. that very yeah. scene. You can see the anger yeah, in him yeah. and the frustration. Probably his best performance. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So uh, the searchers, nineteen, I think fifty-five. Fifty-five. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, seven at the most. Yeah, yeah. Directed by John Ford. Great. Yes, great, great director. Great director. Well, looks like David Lynch. Now, have you seen the Fablemans? Um, David Lynch, the director. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. 
So that's my recommendation. And Mikey, what's yours? Well, I've got another revenge movie to recommend. Actually, not really. How about one <laughs> about trans, transhuman? <laughs> it is. It is linked to it. It's uh, actually um, released last year, 2022. It's Living, starring Bill Nighy. Oh. Oh. It nominated for an Academy Award of some sort. I'm not sure which one. Oh. But it involves... Um, a British um, civil servant, a high-ranking one, who discovers that he has only six months to live. Um, and, you know, in that six months, he goes through the normal uh, process of self-discovery, learning to live uh, with purpose and meaning. Now, you're probably wondering why did Mikey choose this? Uh, probably a thousand movies with that no, kind of trope. No, but not at all. <laughs> the screenplay is written by Kazuo uh, Ishiguro. Ishiguro. Oh. And that makes all the difference. I see. That is almost sort of like um, dream-like uh, quality. It's actually based on Mr. Ikuro, another uh, Japanese movie which was... Oh, Ikiru, yeah. yeah. So, mm. um, and there's something about the portrait of a post-war Britain learning to actually, starting to actually like build itself up back up, um, back mm. again in a post-empire phase. And a, so, and a, a cog in the wheel, so to speak, Coming to terms with own mortality, right. a very wasn't the original Kurosawa movie also called yeah. Living, right? Yeah, yes, to, to live, to live, to, to, uh, yeah, to, to live. live. Yeah. Um, okay, because when I when I read the synopsis for that, I don't want to watch that. Mm. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> great, but, but okay, all right, happy uh, time film. Well, not exactly happy time, but I mean, I, to, to live the the Kurosawa film is mm. is kind of it's really surprising and yeah. astonishing. Mm. Yeah, um, and sad, but in a I don't know. Like you, Cam, and I wasn't immediately taken with the synopsis, but uh, I don't know. Something just told me to just have a look, and I was hooked. Cool. Really. Yeah. So that's, uh, what's it called again? Living. Living. Bill Nye. Bill, Bill Nye. Nye. Yeah. Good actor. Good yeah. Actor. yeah. So, and Kazuo Ishiguro, he wrote um, Remains of the Remains Day. Remains of the Day. So yeah. he's he's a sort of Japanese-British guy, so he really knows that kind that's of. That's right, yeah. He knows that, that world. The next of the two. The next of the two cultures together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he should. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, so uh, cool. we have movie right. also. I already mentioned it. I thought since everybody's thematic, <laughs> I'll, I'll stick to thematic. Um, the Batman, I mentioned it. Mm. It's like if you are where Cam is, where a lot of people are, we're like, God, superhero movies is the same thing. It's da-da-da-da-da, you know, the same formula, and it ends with this huge climax, which is boring because everything explodes and you know exactly what's going to happen. The Batman takes you um, uh, in a totally different direction. And I think Batman, as a character, has been pretty lucky in the sense that a lot of very, very, uh, a lot of good scripts and visionary directors has, has done his stories. Except for maybe the two Joel Schumacher movies. But even that was trying to go back to the 1966 camp thing. Hmm. Great experiment, just didn't work. But this one is not even Christian Bale. It's something else. It does go back to the whole thing of the psychology of somebody like Batman. I mean, in order for you to like put on a suit and do all that stuff after your parents gone killed, you can't really be a very normal person. Mm. And this one does it in a very, very low-key but believable way. Um, aside from the fact it's beautifully shot and it's, and it's more of a detective thriller and, and when something exciting happens, it earns it. Mm. It's not like, you know, like the characters go through three scenes of exposition and then something has to happen. So they just throw in a train falling out of the sky or something. No, mm. when, when something happens, an exciting scene happens, it's earned. It, mm. it builds up to it. Mm-hmm. And, and also, so when, when you've got this young, totally psychologically screwed up um, Batman, when he reaches some kind of change, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, it feels 
organic. It feels real. It doesn't mm. feel like a comic book where, where like it's this corny thing. Where, no, my best friend has just been killed. Therefore, I'm I'll going take to revenge. change. It's that this thing where this slow revelation of like, oh, mm. this is what Batman can be, rather than this uh, um, recluse. Who's, who, you know, who directed it? Yeah. Somebody called Matt Reeves, who, who who's done mm. quite a few. He's done a lot of small. Um, independent film like Cop Car I believe it was a very good film mm. he's done some of the Planet of the Apes films which mm. weren't bad the first couple oh, were and, pretty good and like remakes and who's Alfred in it? Alfred is Andy Serkis okay the whole Alfred oh, okay. thing isn't so great it's quite it's quite touching mm. but it isn't as good as maybe say Michael Caine and, but Michael Caine is Michael well, Caine okay, so, yeah, you know, it's effortless yeah, yeah. but I thought that uh, if you're a big fan of of, of, of the Batman as, as a franchise yeah. The interaction between Commissioner Gordon and Batman right. is the best I've seen. Okay. The most yeah. developed. So, Mikey, have you seen it? No, I haven't. You haven't? I haven't. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually... You're not an aficionado anymore. You've been downgraded to just uh, regular yeah. geek. Yeah, what yeah. are you? I used to... <laughs> Thanks a lot. No, I used to, I used to like Batman, but somehow um, it stopped after what? I have no... I have no after Nolan. After Nolan, yeah. yeah. Basically, it just stopped and I lost interest. In, 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 in the character because give this one a chance it, okay. because it's different enough yeah. uh, mm. it's not recommended it's good enough for me well, yeah. okay he's an aficionado right. yeah yeah aficionado so uh, <laughs> did I say it right yeah. so well thank you very much um, that brings us neatly to the end of this week's show and it reminds me to thank Mikey Gong thank you thank you Captain. a really enjoyable time as usual yeah it was great to have you back and Na'a Moran had fun. Thank you, Cam. Thank you. And please, oh, and producer Hanif Bahuruddin yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting here, yeah, yeah. pressing the buttons and pointing at his watch. And, that brings, <laughs> and myself, Cam Raslan, join us next week for another exciting episode of A Bit of Culture here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.